you know, I shared a little bit about literally some of those first beginner steps before I even touched a Bible and or or stepped into a church again. Or um, it took an invitation from a friend. It took that deep yearning. It and other things. And 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 I was coming from a place of um, other than my own sinful rebellion. I I wasn't against God. I believed in him, but in my sin and rebellion, I was against him. Does that make sense? So for me, I wasn't against Christians. I wasn't against church. I wasn't against what I believed the gospel to be. But then I realized, wow, no, I'm not. I'm not really living a life that that is parallel to that. So, but what about you guys in, in your life? What was there that that Kairos moment, that 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 point in time where you're like, this is it and I have a choice to make? And, and you know, you, you can be as vague or specific as you want, but what were some action steps? Because, again, what if there are people who want to live more like Christ, but who is he? They're, they're at that starting point. Um, I mean, for me in my life, I, I, like what you were saying, sin separates us from God, mm-hmm. you know, God is holy and righteous. And so, um, you know, he can't be where sin is. So like in that, for me, I did have kind of a Kairos moment. I grew up, you know, knowing I grew up in the church and, and, um, Sorry, Alexi's making some hand signals here. I still don't know what he's saying. Yeah. Actually, it's charades over here. I think he was saying he, he felt like he was going to belch or something. So. Uh, I think I might have. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we can edit that part out. All right, so back to, um, yeah, I grew up in the church, and so I knew a lot about what the Word said and um, in Scripture and so on and so forth, but then I just flat out rebelled against God, and I was angry and I was um, just things in my past and hurts that had happened. I was like, okay, if this is the kind of God you are, then I want nothing to do mm-hmm. with you. Wow. And wow. so um, I went and did my own thing for a while. But thankfully, like you guys have said, God will pursue us and he will remind us that he's there and he wants to draw us back to him. And he was so faithful in doing that. And there was a moment when... Um, I first got diagnosed with my um, autoimmune disease and I was in the hospital and I just felt him say like, you know, this is your moment. You need to decide, like, like come back to me. And, um, and I did, but it wasn't an overnight transformation. It wasn't something that was just like snap of the fingers and everything was fine. There was a lot of work to go through. There was a lot of heartache, a lot of, um, hurt and anger that, um, we just had to slowly process through in a lot of healing that had to be done. But he used um, not only like alone time with him, time in his word, he used other people, he used the church, he just um, surrounded me with good support people to show me like what the church is supposed to be, what the, um, the bride of Christ is actually for in the way that um, when we're operating like we should, mm-hmm. we can, we can, we can um, love those people well and and show them who God truly is. And then you destroy the lies that Satan tries to put out there and, and, yeah. and bring healing. Yeah. You know, because to follow Christ, it's, it's really not so much as 
holding up a sign of these are all the things that I believe in and don't believe in as a Christian. It's, 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 it's true heart transformation. Mm-hmm. And, um, if that makes sense, right. It, because I think sometimes people are like, well, I, I love God. I love Jesus and the Holy Spirit. I'm not really into going to the church thing because people kind of drive me crazy and I don't trust them. Um, and I'm not exactly sure I want to label myself as quote unquote a Christian based on how other people have acted quote unquote as Christians, you know? And so I, we're all in, you know, we're, we're all in different places, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? And, um, yeah. And I think too, um, I think in John chapter three, Jesus speaks about like the wind. He compares the wind to being born again, where you see the effects of the wind against against the tree. You see the effects of the wind against the tree, but you don't see the wind moving. So maybe like in, 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 in Rachel's life, when was that boom, that point of the heart change? It's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But we do know, we do see the effects of God just working in her mm-hmm. heart. And I think for every person, sometimes I see people get frustrated because they don't have an exact date mm-hmm. moment it's like no no are you, are you mm-hmm. do you feel god working in your heart do you feel god bringing mm-hmm. conviction do you feel god moving you and tiptoeing you to make that decision to, mm-hmm. to press after him um and if, if that's you then it's like respond respond yeah. to the call and press forward after jesus which which is a daily experience and choice right yeah, i i've yeah. known some people like you said it's not always a specific date and time and, and i don't remember a specific date and time for me yeah. i just know kind of the season mm-hmm. um and I know some people who've, you know, who know the exact day and yeah. and they have that date memorized. And and sometimes that is just, um, quote unquote, a simple choice that day, a very profound, but a simple choice. It's either yes or no to Jesus. Yeah. Um, but like you said, that that's that continual refinement every day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. You're totally right. I think um, I think uh, Don Carson was actually uh, asked. This. He was speaking about um, a good friend Caleb. He was telling me in a lecture that Carson was speaking about this. Um, and Carson was questioning himself: When did God change? When, when did God save me? When when was it that God saved me? Um, and he was thinking about different moments in his life where, you know, you kind of have like reawakenings where you kind of dr- drift off and, and maybe God pulled him back or something like that. And he's like, When did God save me? Before the foundations of the world, when he when he looked through time, saw that I'd be lost and predestined and, and, and chose Christ to die for me on my behalf. So when was I saved Before the foundations of the world? Mm-hmm. When, was, when did that become effectual? Uh, well, for me, uh, February 15th of uh, <laughs> five years ago. You did the math from 2019. What was that? 2014. <laughs> okay, 2014. <laughs> yeah. So. Wow, what the Lord can do in... Uh that amount of time hopefully but keep work, talking yeah hopefully you can work that, some yeah. math skills oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah i think uh for me i was just kind of like living wild and i think i had i hadn't it just felt that i had no more control over who i was whoa where, what do you mean it was just weird where like i, I was i was so impulsive mm. where, where I'd, I'd say something real crazy or i was led by my passions or if you didn't if i didn't like you i mean i'd flick you off and, mm-hmm. and, and, and or just just do i was just living real wild um and then so uh i think there was some decisions some things i was going to do a certain weekend that that uh over here in the states without a doubt i would have got caught um mm-hmm. and 
I walked into a service because of a young lady. Um, it's the day after <laughs> Valentine's Day. <laughs> Put the dates together. And, uh, I'm not going to say her name. Uh, God bless her heart. <laughs> and so anyway, so I walk into this, to this service, and then um, she's just not paying attention to me. And it hurt my pride. You know what I mean? I'm a Lexi Torres. Amen. How, how can she not? How can she not pay attention to me? <laughs> this has never happened. But what's going on here? Uh, God bless those those godly women who are not listening to those young heathens walking. <laughs> but uh, but no. And then she, um, I was just really upset, and I was like, kind of like, and just to be vulgar, I was kind of like saying, "F God, F this, F that." Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even want to be here. But I was with the church youth, so I couldn't drive out because in the church van. Um, and in the city was far away, and then in that service they they do an altar call, um, and I, I I didn't go up like why would I, uh, why would I, go have, speak or pray or whatever to a God who I know does does not love me, who I clearly know does not love me, who I clearly know does not exist, because of all the evil that's actually gone on, um, and then so they're about to dismiss the service the altar call ends. And the guy, he's he's who's praying. He says, "Wait, wait, wait, wait! God's gonna speak to somebody today." Um, and then I'm just like, "Dang it, dude! Like, I'm trying to like let's let's, let's get this moving here. I'm, try, I'm trying to leave. You know, I don't want this." And then uh, so they they forced all these to go up. Like they have to go up. And then I didn't want to look weird sitting by myself, so I just kind of went up. And then uh, I'm, I, uh, the guy's name is Jack Mael Calderon um, from Hammond, Indiana. A great friend of mine, somebody who I love. Um, and then he he said, "Today, God's gonna change your life." And I remember just thinking, like, does this does this guy know who I am? Like, if if this guy know if this guy were to know who I am, then surely. And then no, but it, it wasn't like said like like feel bad for me. It's like no, no. If you knew who I was, like I I'd, I'd knock you out, buddy. I'd knock you out. Um, but it's like if I were to knew the God that He served, I would not be saying that. And He just prayed for me. Um, and when He removed His hand off my head, I actually felt who I was actually left me. Like I I was rem- I was emptied of who I was. Um, like, like you, like you had a physical sensation. What do you it mean? It was weird. Like, like I could feel my who I was actually left me, and I don't know how to describe that. It's just really weird. And I felt the demons that made me want to sleep around, like just just things mm-hmm. in me that would have made me always desiring death. Just, it was just real weird. Mm-hmm. That last part of my life, I was like thinking like to take this person's life or this that. Just real real weird thoughts were just like it was removed from me, and I actually felt something leave me. And I actually felt like the spirit of God enter me. Mm. And when I felt the spirit of God enter me, I just, there was just this like crazy, like obsession with the name of Jesus. Like, who is Jesus? Who's Jesus? That what thirst and Jesus? hunger. Yeah. yeah. And right? it's like, I didn't even care about the girl. I don't even know if I said goodbye to her. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have anyways, but she was not paying attention to me in the service. You know, but, but I, I left that service and I just, uh, I locked myself in, a, in my room. There was a Bible that I got when I was 14. I was 18 at the time. Mm. I never touched the Bible. Why would I touch the Bible? And I just started to read, and I just uh, I was surprised at a couple things through Matthew's, like who's Jesus actually sat with sinners. Mm-hmm. Jesus actually mm-hmm. loves people like me who have their hands dirty, who who had blood on their hands, right? Like Jesus actually loves people like me. I was surprised he actually rose again from the grave. Mm-hmm. It's like why did nobody tell me this? Like he <laughs> rises from the grave. That sounds what? pretty important. Yeah, yeah, know? right. Yeah. Or maybe I just wasn't listening at the Easter services. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe both. I don't know. Um, uh, but I, I don't know. So I was just I was just rocked by the gospel. And then I uh, was under some really legalistic teachers, um, and then I just was just reading through Galatians one day, 
And I was like, wait, 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 this does not line up. Like, was Paul wrong? And then uh, some some guy told me, I'm not going to say his name, but <laughs> nor where I know him from, but he said that, that I was believing the doctrine of the Americans. And, and I was like, wait, 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 what? And then so I was just really confused. Just ended up praying to God. And then I uh, ended up walking into a Bible study with a guy named Caleb Barrows who discipled me. And uh, I was able to learn about the grace of God, that what had happened to me was not because I was better, not because I was smarter, not because I I, I, I was just, you know, I, I worked for it like they had taught me. Um, found out that what happened was, was actually out of grace and out of God's love. Like it says in Romans 9, it's not on him who wills nor on him who runs, but on God who has mercy. That God had actually had mercy upon my life and he actually saved my soul. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a lot. but Yeah, no, that's great. I was totally engrossed in listening to that and just, yeah. No, it's good. So I mean, so some themes, just there are choices to be made. There was... Yeah. New desires and yearnings that were like, well, that's that doesn't sound like me. Like that's this is a new this is a new thing, you know. Um, yeah, that's so good. So let's let's take a quick break and uh, we'll get right back to it. So welcome back. We just took a quick break. Um, we're here talking with uh, Alexi Torres and Rachel Hicks, um, talking about how to live like Christ and specifically talking about the character of Christ. And so just a couple more questions left that I really wanted to ask you guys. So is there a time you could share with us when you felt discouraged living out um, Christ's character, maybe, you know, being gentle or patient or kind, or a time when you regret um, an action or, or feel you failed or misrepresented Christ's character? It's kind of a, a more personal question, I suppose. You don't have to get too specific if you don't want, or you can pass, or, but just to validate that we all fail and fall yeah. short. Yeah. I have a long list. <laughs> I mean, like, in all honesty, um, and the person who says that they don't have a long list is a liar. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we think that this walk with Jesus is a constant up, and it's not. It's ups, downs, lefts, right. Um, but I think that when we look over the long period of time, it's like, have we grown? Though we've had lefts and rights, ups and downs, have we grown through this time? I think the longest period of down, and then so... Maybe you, Alicia, and Rachel don't actually know this. <laughs> but Florida was rocky. <laughs> Florida, oh, you do know it? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. <laughs> what has Nate told everybody? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, You've always yeah, been vague, so I, I never asked. Yeah, it was, it was at, at the beginning. I think what happened was, um, you know, the Bible, the Bible says that knowledge puffs. Not that knowledge is a bad thing, mm. but for some reason it just it seems to like. Feed pride. It, and it feeds pride. always does. Um and I, I think at that moment, I was just really growing intellectually. And then uh, the, the, the danger of all 
for a Christian young man, mm-hmm. Christian young lady. <laughs> you know, as as uh, Hamlet's gonna get mad at me for saying this, but he always says, "Of course, it's a woman. It's always a woman." Yeah, and, and, and uh, when, when it comes to uh, when he's speaking about a young lady mm-hmm. and, uh, and a man comes in, he, he says, "Of course, a man. It's always a man. It's always a man that messes them up. It's always, always." But I think. Uh, she didn't mess me up, right? Sin comes from her heart. So mm-hmm. just in case she's listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think um, <laughs> I uh, I was going to go to Florida, um, and I just really felt the Lord was calling me. And I still believe to this day that the Lord did call me. He did call me out there. Um, and uh, so I was going to go out there. And I, I remember uh, going out to a church that was near where she lived with that young man who, who, who preached to me when my life changed, Jack Mike Calderon. He was there. It was his church, and so I'm there, uh, uh, and everybody's kind of like like applauding me, and and uh, everybody's kind of just like giving me pats on the back, and I'm starting to like believe my own hype, um, mm. because where we come from, we come from a really really legalistic background. I had to push back, and then like all the youth loved that I, that I had the kind of like the audacity to push back, so they're all giving me pats on the back, you know. Um, I'm with the, the the young lady. Never seen a young lady more attractive than this. Such a, a beautiful personality. I mean, physically just blessed in every way. I'm just as a person, just could vibe with her and connect <laughs> with her on a personal level. It's like anybody else. I'm just feeling like I'm I'm feeling like I'm the king. I'm, I'm King Alexi. Uh, uh, I mean, King George had nothing on me. <laughs> like you know, I'm the man. You know, and uh, so I go out to and Florida. you'll be teaching on pride in in a few weeks, right? I'm going to tell this story. Don't oh, yeah. worry. <laughs> <laughs> the story will be there. The story will be there. And then, so, so when I get to Florida, I, I just thought, like, I I don't really need church. Mm. I can make it on my own. Mm. And I would have never have said that. But mm. I think my actions would have demonstrated that. And I think we all do that where mm-hmm. there's certain things that with our mouth we won't affirm, but with our actions we do. Mm. And uh, so while mm. I was out there, I just thought, like, I don't really need church. You know what I mean? I could just read my Bible. Um her and I, we'd go out to the swings uh, at late uh, uh, at night. Is a uh, Kissimmee Lakefront Park, mm-hmm. beautiful park, beautiful. We'd go to the swings, and I'd flex theological knowledge and look at how good I am. And, and I just like mm-hmm. was believing just myself, mm-hmm. and just, just like this pride came. Um, in the Bible, it says, "Before destruction comes a spirit of pride." And mm-hmm. I just started. Then I just started going downhill, downhill, mm-hmm. downhill, downhill. Mm-hmm. And, and then I was just like, "But I, I can, I can get myself." out of this rut mm. and then i couldn't and, and then i was like well as long as i don't do any big sins you know as long as i'm not yeah in fornication as long as i'm not like out here snort, snorting coke or just yeah. do anything real yeah. crazy you know um but but then it was just like i was like i'm so dissatisfied with life mm. i'm not able to be satisfied with the things that i thought would bring me happiness mm-hmm. um i'm i'm not i'm not i, I i'm kind of ashamed mm-hmm. to, to go to god um kind of ashamed and i just i just don't know what to do you know everybody thinks i'm a i'm a good person because i don't do the, the crazy sins mm-hmm. you, you yeah, know yeah. or what we would consider crazy sins yeah. um but then i did start to slip in just different ways and i started to slip and i was so discontent and it just led to like depression uh the lady and i did it work out? Mm-hmm. Which explains a little bit of why I'm in Michigan. No. <laughs> she booted you out. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not going to go there. Not going to go there. I won't take the bait. So, yeah, yeah. Bait. So, but, misrepresenting Christ and all of that. And then, so I was just like, Christ became like the back burner. And I was like, mm. maybe I don't need Jesus to be happy. That was the illusion. Maybe I can pursue more of what the world has and eventually I'll be happy. 
if I can just have a little bit more, and this, this, the, the world became a mirage of pleasure. If I can have a little bit more of this, mm, if I can have, mm-hmm. if I can just go to a more beautiful beach, if I can have more vacations in Miami, if I can just go to Tampa more often and j- just hang out there, and I'm here and I'm there and I'm here. And I'm if I can get more, if I can get more of the, what the world has to offer, I'll be happy. Never worked. It just became. It just started corroding me. The world mm, started to corrode mm-hmm. me, corrode me, corrode me, corrode me. And then so, I'm gonna explain the way I actually decided to be a pastor here. So <laughs> I uh, so I was. I, something really bad happened. I'm not gonna say what it was, uh, but in Tampa, something really bad happened to me. Uh, it was horrible. Probably like one of the, mm. probably the second worst day of my life. Wow. Second worst day of my life. And I remember being on this beach, and so I was at a hotel, and I, and I uh, so taking one of my crazy vacations on the weekend, and I'm I'm at this I'm at this beach, and uh, I'm I'm out in the ocean, and I'm just like none of this. Can, can satisfy me. It's late at night, and I'm at. It's probably gotta be like 2 a.m. None of this can actually satisfy me. And then, and then I was like, knowing Jesus, not even that can satisfy me. Like, not, like that's not enough. Like, there's there has to be something more. Um, and so, yeah, I'm not gonna say anything else. But yeah, but but then yeah, I thought those are details I was gonna add there, but it's like yeah, probably not. Um, so while I'm there, I'm like not even knowing. I mean, not even knowing Jesus can satisfy me. And I was like. There's something missing here. And then so um, there were these Colombians that were just there, and they're all just drinking and getting high. And so I sat down, and we just started talking about satisfaction. And then we, I started speaking about Jesus and, and his goodness and, and, how, and, and what he had done on the cross. And we just started speaking. And then I just felt really satisfied. And I was like, mm. I, the sec, the sec, it's not just about knowing Jesus. It's about making him known. Like my, my heart doesn't just live to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. It wants to boast on the cross. It wants to it's boast. It's not a private him. thing that you just keep to yourself. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I'm, it's not enough just to know Jesus. My heart wants to make Him known. I want to make like I enjoy this. Like this, like I live to make Him known, and I just enjoy that. Um, it was in that moment. It's like, what's the best way where I can do this? I was like, I'd love to be a pastor someday. But then I was like, well, I'm kind of struggling. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. hold off on that right now. Mm-hmm. Plus, Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Living next to Mickey Mouse and Disney in, in Disney over there in, in <laughs> Florida next to Orlando was pretty awesome. So I'm not gonna leave that. But then as months went by, uh, mm. my old pastor, uh, old pastors Caleb and Nate were kind of just like, "Hey, come back up, come back up, come back up." Mm-hmm. And then so my spiritual we life, missed you too. It was uh, just like, man, Alexa needs <laughs> to come back to Michigan. Yeah, my spiritual life started to grow again. I, started, I met a guy. I had met a guy named Todd Marley. He was really working with me. He's a great friend of John MacArthur. And so he just started working with me, building me, building me, building me. And I just felt like my heart on fire. And then I was like, hey, I'm just going to go take this opportunity. I'm going to go back to Adrian and I'm going to go love Jesus. And I'm going to teach people about his glory. And so that's what I'm doing here. <laughs> in, so, in some weird way, I got stuck in a podcast. <laughs> and that's the update of my life. <laughs> that's the update of my life. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and so... Yeah, I don't know if that answers the question. That was kind of a rant, but, but you know what? It glorifies God yeah. and and what we talked about earlier about Him pursuing you and yeah. and sometimes getting us to a place of being humbled. He's and then we realize there's something missing. Yeah, and um, I feel and that you, because you cause choose one day, Him again. I hate to cut you off. There was yes. one day. There was one day. I, I never forget. I uh, I. I, I don't go to clubs, right? I don't do that. Don't don't like. I'm not bashing anybody. That's a debate in itself. But I I remember there, there was a person who was 
like wanted me to go like to watch after them. And I was like, I I don't do clubs. I don't do clubs. I don't do clubs. Come on, come on. You just just watch after me. Just watch, please, just so I don't nothing bad happens to me. And mm. somehow, somehow they dragged me in there. And I forget. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna enjoy myself at the club tonight. It was uh, I'm not even gonna say the name of it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and 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 I remember I remember got, I got real cleaned up. You know what I mean? And I, I was there, and I was like, this is sad. Mm. This is sad. Like people. There is literally women here shaking their their back parts just to get a male's affirmation because of their insecurities. You actually have literally men here that are actually prowling on the daughters of some people. That mm-hmm. they're doing nothing more mm-hmm. than just trying to just satisfy pleasures that they can't even satisfy these women. And these women are going to end up broken by what these guys are trying to do and what these women are willing to follow in. And I, and I remember just like, I was like, I don't want to be here. Like this is this is sad. Like and I remember in that moment I was like, like. I just I I don't not, mm-hmm. not that I don't want to be like part of it, but it's just like I wish these people knew Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I want these people to know Jesus. Like that there is no club, there is no 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 drug, there is no no alcohol, there is no like none of these things are actually going to satisfy. Not only me, they're not going to satisfy anybody. This is not what we're made for. We're made to know God and to be satisfied by His goodness. And it was just it was just heartbreaking. I kept having these moments where. Where I go to these places of, of like pleasure, right? Like like a club or a mm-hmm. beach or stuff like that, where this is supposed to be the the the, the crescendo of satisfaction. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's 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 a mirage. It, mm-hmm. It's never gonna satisfy. There, there's something more. There needs to be something more that can satisfy <coughs> my heart. Yeah. Um, and it's not only my heart, it's the heart of every person. There's a there's a hole in our heart that only Christ can satisfy. And if we try to satisfy with other things, uh, we just end up getting more and more corroded. Like we genuinely yeah. need Jesus. And I and I think in that, like, we all misrepresent Christ and, and we stray away, right? He's He leaves the 99 um, to go after that one sheep. Yeah. And so even when we're desiring and craving other things or, or, or whatever, it, it's interesting in that story that you're telling because he was reminding you of, of who you are in Christ yeah. and that... Yeah your life is so much bigger than just pursuing worldly satisfaction but the way he kind of was reactivating that within you and reawakening it was by having you you were kind of looking in a mirror as you're looking out and watching everybody else either at the club or the beach or whatever but also it it, it was almost like an out of not a physically out of body experience but it's like he was showing you a reflection of your very heart but through other people yeah yeah, and and so because you you weren't quote unquote you know in the mix or it wasn't your life you weren't as defensive to it and it's like you could better see you know what i don't want these things i'm seeing other people pursue these things and i was kind of entertaining it but then it's like but i don't yeah the lord was awakening that in you and that's and that's him pursuing us you know through it all mm-hmm. for me and in, in misrepresenting christ it for me it, it a lot of times just simply goes back to the fruits of the spirit and uh, like gentleness and kindness and patience um i'm still learning what they are and what they aren't yeah so honestly for me i can think of times in the past but i think more so is right now you know how how am I living out his character 
Am I being kind? Am I being gentle? Am I being considerate? Am I, and what does that look like as we're living out our, our calling and, um, yeah, it, you know, in pursuing things or ambitions or goals, you know, just how we treat people all along the way is so important. And that's truly number one. Some might even argue it's not so much what you're doing for the Lord to some degree, right? But it's, um, but it's how you glorify him. It's like how you're going through that journey, you know, um, does that make sense? Yeah. And all the things that you do, whether you, you eat or drink, you know, do it to glorify the Lord. We hope you've been encouraged with this podcast. And remember, it's just part two of three um, when we talk to Alexi Torres and Rachel Hicks about living the character of Christ. So hit that play button on that next episode for part three.